Are you living your best life as a salesperson or entrepreneur? Or do you find you're working all the time on this hamster wheel of life while stressed out and not financially free, which is the exact opposite of what you had signed up for, especially now in this global pandemic? If this is you, you are not alone. I found myself there in 2008 when I lost everything, including my health, and had to pivot working from home for the first time with no money. I rebuilt my life from scratch, juggling motherhood and marriage to get my life back and be recession and pandemic proof today. Now we live laptop lifestyles with our kids and are poised to travel the world together. How did we do it? Join me as I share my health and wealth and wisdom secrets, tips, tools, and expert interviews to equip you to be recession-proof and live your best life. My name is Lois Kofi, and this is Healthy and Wealthy and Wise. Hey, hey, happy, happy Friday. Welcome to all of you. This is Lois Kofi with another episode of Healthy and Wealthy and Wise. We bring this to you live every Friday. So if you guys are tuning in, uh, you know the drill. Go ahead and comment below. Hashtag live if you are on the replay. Um, hashtag replay. And we'd love to know where you're tuning in from. We have people from all over the world that tune in every single Friday inside of my Healthy and Wealthy and Wise Facebook community. So if you're hearing this through iTunes, iHeartRadio, YouTube later, come in and join us so you can meet my awesome and amazing guests who come to serve you every week to bring you your best health, your best wealth, and of course, bringing you wisdom that can help you get to, if not, you're already not there, your highest and best version of yourself. Again, I'm Lois Kofi. I'm a sales trainer and podcaster who's really passionate about getting you to be and stay healthy and wealthy and wise. So I'm super excited today for my guest, Dan LaFave, all the way from the East Coast. I'm on the West Coast. And if you guys see value in this show today, please hit the share button, whether you're on live or the replay. And as we go through this time together, you can also comment below and ask questions of our guest today. So I met Dan, actually, I think it was in January of this year, January, February, through the Strategic Alliance um, events, and just was really excited because we have some things in common. We both love productivity. <laughs> we both are um, systems geeks, kind of like, how can I be more productive? And I, I love um, what Dan says. He turns distraction into daily focus. And he has an amazing story. Um, he's been through uh, a lot in his journey. He's not just a number one best-selling author. He's also um, a very humble, um, and I'd like to say empathetic individual. So I'm just going to turn over to you, Dan, if you can share your story and why you love turning distraction into daily focus. Well, certainly. Thank you for having me here. Um, you know, I think one of the big things that really is starting to become something that I, I'm realizing was an impact on my life was an accident that I had that I almost died in this accident. And, um, but there was three people who did, uh, there was two people mm -hmm. in the car that I was in and they were in the front seat and they passed away. And so I, I landed in a coma for a few days, uh, finally came out of it. And, uh, you know, it was a, it was a jolt that I, I don't, you know, I don't think I really thought too heavily about it, but um, now that I reflect on it and look back in life, I started really questioning, you know, the the, the universe and life and and what's it all about. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and I even now I, I, I kind of think, well, am I living a life worth living? And, um, you yeah. know, because I was given life second chance, um, but also am I living a life worth dying for? 
<laughs> because because eventually I'm going to I'm going to pass, and you know, just like everybody. But um, am I really doing everything I can to uh, to live while I'm here and and have this this place, this forum, uh, you know, people that look up to me like my children, and you know, and all that. So, um, you know, I think I really started looking at life a lot differently and acting differently. Uh, now that I reflect on it, and I think it has caused me to be who I am. And and frankly, I don't relate to anybody in my family. And I have like one side of my parents' family. There's 13 brothers and sisters. Another one, there's nine. So I have plenty of relatives, and I just don't relate to any of them. <laughs> so wow. if they're listening to this, I apologize. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't relate to them. It's just I'm I'm like this person who's way off the deep end on personal development mm. and research and reading and systems and you know um so uh and they're kind of all rooted in reality and and doing what's necessary and all that kind of things and I, i'm just not that kind of person I'm, I'm more broader and and more trusting and have more faith in things and you know i'll let things go to almost to the the last second before it works and other people are panicking and i'm like well i think it's it's fine. We're, we're going to go where we need to go or things are going to happen the way they need to happen. And mm. uh, so I think it caused me to have a lot more faith and trust in things and, and not panic so much. Wow. I love that. And it's kind of ironic because this weekend is Father's Day weekend. Happy Father's Day. Um, and I just had uh, a gal on, uh, I don't know if you saw the last episode was about healing your your lineage, your ancestral lineage, and how from generations previous, we carry forward these, uh, I call them generational curses. And it, it sounds like your new lease on life, while it might have, I'm guessing, might have felt a little lonely at times, because here you are this very different person. Would you say that's true? Well, yeah, it is pretty lonely. And, and you know, I mean, getting together is just, it's like an experiment almost, you know. So if we go to a family reunion or something, it's kind of like, I just go in there ready with all sorts of questions. And I don't really want to talk about anything I'm doing because they're just not going to get it. So I'm just like, I'm just hitting them with questions and taking interest in them. And then I walk away and talk to somebody else. And uh, you know, so, yeah, pretty, pretty lonely in that respect. And I have to surround myself with different people who are more, um, you know, more open and, and look at the world differently and think about things differently. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. So how did you go from, you know, that whole transformational experience into essentially now today, uh, you're a bestselling author, you talk to people about how to stop working insane hours. I loved how you put that <laughs> in your bio and living an awesome life and being able to do it in such a way that you have what I don't know if you call it work life balance, but having that amazing income without compromising your health and your wealth, which is what this show is all about. So how did you get to that point? Well, you know, there was a lot of things that happened early on. And my parents, my dad was a butcher. So we had a meat shop. And uh, so I started in that business. And I started working there at a young age. I'm not even exactly sure when I started. I just know I was in the back room helping out and so on. But, you know, eventually I ended up in the, the front selling and, and uh, you know, helping customers. Um, and at one point, uh, at about age 13, we had a second store. I was in there with one other customer service person and a butcher. And so we were basically running the place. Uh, so, you know, I had all these experiences where I was given a lot of responsibility and, um, you know, and I was handling the, the money and so on and depositing and, you know, at, at some point. And so, you know, that was sort of my start into, 
I guess, entrepreneurship uh, in some respect. Uh, but I learned a ton how to uh, about how to communicate with people, and it worked mm. like a charm because all my girlfriend's parents loved me. So, <laughs> so yeah, 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 they thought I was just ma- amazing because I could relate and communicate with them. Other people were probably like, mm-hmm. customer service. Yeah, that's different, right? Yeah, yeah. Like when people came through trust- the. Sorry, sorry you can say. I, people that came through the door when I was working with, you know, adults, I can relate. I could read them. I could tell, you know, this person's in a down mood. Don't be like, hey, how are you today? It's like, hi, how can I help you? Right. And I, I started and then but then when somebody mm-hmm. young would come in for their family, you know, teenager or something, I'd be like, hi, what do you want? <laughs> or, you know, just different. But I, I learned to communicate and relate to people, read body language. And, and um, you know, I think it really did help in that respect. Um, because then, you know, uh, you have to, you have to meet people where they are. Like if mm. they're in a down mood, don't, you know, don't try to talk nice to them. Hey, how are you? And they're like, oh, their, their, their mindset saying run away, you know? <laughs> so, um, but I think there was a lot of advantages there, but I mean, I was, even before then I was like taking my bike and riding out to the outskirts of the city, picking raspberries and getting paid by the pint, you know, and stuff. <laughs> and I just, I found ways to make money and, uh, uh, I, I went on to university. Nobody in my whole family, or, well, my parents and my one brother, didn't even graduate high school. Um, and I went on to university, and then I joined this entrepreneurial club. And I remember being off at this event and meeting somebody on the street, and they told me the whole their whole story. Uh, you know, I ended up taking them to lunch and buying them lunch because you know, so they wanted money, and I was like, I'm not going to give you money. I'll buy you food if that's what you want. Uh, but then I also, and the point of the story is I was getting some pictures developed because at that event, I was VP communications for this thing called Association for Collegiate Entrepreneurs. And I was selling pictures at the event, <laughs> just, you know, not necessarily for profit, just to cover costs, but, um, you know, and uh, so I did a lot of things, but then, you know, by the time I graduated university, I started a painting business, didn't quite, I don't think I failed, but I ended up in debt. So it wasn't, mm. I don't think I'd call it a failure necessarily, but I just didn't manage money well. Mm. Um, student painting business. But then after that, I went into the financial world. I worked for an investment company for the biggest broker in this firm. And I learned a lot of things, but it wasn't for me. I mean, I, I just couldn't write those brokerage exams and fast. Mm. I'm, I'm not academic, <laughs> you know, um, I'm more, you know, appreciate uh, experience based. And so, but there, I, from there, I went on. Uh, my brother was building a business in wireless telecom, and I worked with him. We built that business in three years, when, you know, from 200000 to 400000 600000 over a million dollars in a few years. I was in the office running things. Thankfully, I sprained my thumb in the first two weeks. <laughs> because Otherwise, I would have been out of the field and just scratched my head. You know, uh, I just, I'm not, that, I'm, I'm good mechanically, but I, I don't love it. Um, but, but yeah, I helped him build, business, uh, build the business and generate income. And I was doing profit and loss statements. I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, this is in the late nineties, built that business over seven figures. But then I went on and I was hired to do a, a project, uh, for a, a large telecom company for $25 million. And wow. then from there I went on and did real estate negotiations still in wireless telecom and all these things I didn't know how to do. I wasn't certified. I was sort of a project manager or for real estate licensed or anything. And I just figured these things out. And then I went on and I worked for this landlord, uh, largest landlord in Canada. And uh, they have, you know, like 360 billion, six, seven billion in assets, but I was doing their commercial revenue and I built their portfolio to $25 million in revenue over a period of years. And, um, 
you know, I just, I don't, I'm resourceful. Uh, I'm, I, I have resources. I find the solutions. I'm a solution finder. I'm not a problem solver. <laughs> you know? And I just, I find the path of least obstacles and, I don't know how, but that's just my nature. Uh, but I, I love that. I love that. Can I interrupt? Sure. I, I just have to acknowledge that because um, when you talk about turning distractions into a daily focus, a lot of times I remember, and, and I've, I've had people who disagree with me or we agree to disagree, but if someone says, well, I have a problem. You know, um, a, a good boss one time said, well, don't just come to me with a problem. Come back when you got a couple solutions before that. And I was like, what? And then that shift, and I don't know if it was Napoleon Hill or someone said, um, and maybe it wasn't Think and Grow Rich, you know, there's no such thing as a prop problem. It's an opportunity to find a new solution, right? And so I think that's a powerful gift. And I just want to bring that out to, to remind people because how many people <laughs> in this, I mean, I, I realize we may be coming out of the pandemic. We don't know really what's the future holds, right? But a lot of people right away said, well, I have a problem. How am I going to sell online? Or how am I going to, you know, run my business with masks or all of these different, you know, things went off in our brain, right? And and those are distractions, right? But when you come with solutions, that's huge. So I don't know if you were just naturally that way, do you think? Or where did that come from? Well, it's hard to tell because when the accident happened, I was still relatively young. I wasn't even, I probably wasn't reasoning yet. I mean, our reasoning faculty of the mind doesn't turn on until about seven, eight years old. And uh, so I probably wasn't even reasoning yet. And um, so hard to really know, but I have to say that, you know, when it comes to uh, solving problems or, or finding solutions, you have, you know, it can't be the same mind that caused it or the, you know, the same one that's thinking about it. Like, this is a problem. We're stuck here. What are we going to do? You know, like I'm just, I'm wired this way. I mean, I've gone into the ditch like not a deep one, but just a little ditch in the wintertime off the road with my mother in the car and she's panicking and everything. Within five minutes, somebody drives by with a Jeep, stops, has a winch in the front, pulls us out. We're on our way. Like we weren't there 10 minutes. Like, um, I mean, that, that sort of law of attraction stuff, but that's the way I am. I'm not, I'm never stuck in anything. And, and anybody says to me, I haven't been able to solve this issue. I said, you give me enough time and I'll, I'll solve it for you. No question. I'll, I'll find um, a solution. I'm just, I'm that confident that there's always a solution, a solution to every problem. And, um, you know, and, and even with the whole idea of distraction, I've surveyed thousands of people now and I get the same answer all the time. It's not stress. It's not multitasking. It's not, it's distraction. And, uh, you know, if, if people haven't tried something, then they haven't even tried yet. They have to, they have to have tried something. I mean, everybody that I engage with in my business has to have tried something. If they haven't, then they're basically just sitting there worrying about it and, and saying, this is my reality. And I'm like, no, it's not. Not if you don't, if you want to stay there, fine. But mm -hmm. how about let's think our way into results, right? Think our way into a solution. And, um, you know, and, and, and eventually if they get moving and they, and I end up working with them, they all graduate with PhD, which is pig headed discipline. <laughs> so, and, and a minor in uh, determination, uh, you know, because that's how I'm wired. Like Napoleon Hill, you mentioned him. I've read his book 30 times, Think and Grow Rich. And I've read it, Outwitting the Devil, same thing, 30 times. Uh, I've read Success Principles by Jack Hedfield. I've read all these, you know, not mm. all, but a bunch of them. Over the past 10 years, I read every single day in a mastermind and we study books like this. And, um, you know, it just, it changes the way you look at things and the way you think about things. And, um, 
you know, so distraction. You don't only, you don't just read them though. You're applying them. That's the thing that I've discovered is people, and I've studied this, this is kind of random, random thoughts by Lois, but I've been studying all these different numbing and coping mechanisms that we as humans find, you know, a lot of times people will think it's, it's just alcohol, TV, Netflix, Facebook, social media, you know, the things that our distractions or shiny objects that keep us and hold us back. But it's also what I call us self-help junkies, you know, where you just read a bunch of books and you, you get that dopamine hit and you feel good, but you have applied what you've learned and created systems to obviously help other people do mm-hmm. the same. Well, you can't help but not do it. And and I'll tell you how we do this in a, a snapshot. We read, I'm, I'm in a reading mastermind with my friend, Mark. We've been reading like this since 2011, almost 10 years now. And we read every single day. We'll take a chapter or two chapters. We'll break it down into two page increments and we'll take turns starting each day. So if Mark started this week, which he did. Uh, he'll read today. So we read the same sections over and over and over and over with repetition, not because we're very slow and at understanding (laughs) comprehension. We read it because we want to understand it in detail. But besides that, I ended up highlighting, taking notes. I ended up making sometimes programs or articles about it. And so I'm, I'm implementing it. I'm understanding it and teaching it. And also there are times when I experience it in my life and I'm like, why is this happening? And then I remember, oh, I read it in the book. <laughs> I've been reading it for 20 something or 30 days or whatever. And now I'm experiencing it because my mind is now tuned into this challenge Frequency. or this circumstance. Yeah. yeah. That's really powerful. Yeah. When you, it's that old motto I like to tell my clients learn, do, teach. You know, more is caught than taught when you teach it to other people and share it, right, then it, it becomes even more internalized and intrinsic in your inner beingness of, of success. So I think that's really what a great idea. Mm-hmm. I remember you telling me that. Um, and I know that we, when you talk about systems, and I use the word um, productivity, I don't, I know you, you also uh, call yourself a high performance business coach. And so obviously, one of the roots of that is not getting distracted. And staying focused. Um, but tell more about you and I have this passion for the 12 week year. And um, where does that come into play with when you work with people? And I know you have a free gift we'll talk about later. Yes. And I'm so happy to share. It. <laughs> it's my pride and joy. Um, you know, the, the thing is with the 12 week year system is that it's accountability based and distraction can be eradicated with an accountability system. The system mm. that I'm going to share today, I call it a distraction removal machine. It's mm. a it's a procrastination killer. <laughs> you know, that's what it does. Why? Because if you make a commitment and it is a written commitment, uh, I mean, if you'd like to sign it, you could. You know, you make mm-hmm. a written written commitment and measure your performance. Then you can see what's getting in the way, where the problems are, what the excuses are. You know, I used to teach spinning classes and I used to sit in front of the class and I say, reasons and excuses are like oil and water to results. If you have a bunch of reasons and excuses running around your head right now for how tough this class is going to be, you might as well just go. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I wasn't lighthearted about it, uh, you know, because I was, it was going to be intense and that's the way I am. Yeah. Very focused on switch, no off switch. That's it. You know, if you're healthy, 
let's go. Let's put it all in. <laughs> there's there's no excuse. If you're not feeling well, go hop on a treadmill and walk or something. I don't know. Can can you say that though again? I, I didn't write it down fast enough. Um, you said uh, accountability is removal for distractions or uh, forgive me. You know, my brain is a little off today, but um, do you remember what you said? Well, it was it's so a, good. It's a distraction removal machine. Yeah. Like the, the system, it's a, a distraction removal machine. Why? Because it's designed that way. Because the moment people say they're going to do something, but then don't do it, their humiliation factor kicks in. It's like, I can't show up and not have done this. I'm either yeah. going to lie or I'm going to get it done. Get it done. <laughs> That's it. Those are the choices. Because you show up every week, measure performance, look at your stats. The stats tell the truth. That's it. And the stats don't lie. But also, they give you history. They give you a record of where you came from. Yeah, it's tracking. You know, if somebody's trying to, you know, let's take health because my whole system is is not just business and income. It's it's health and well-being and relationships. It's three categories. Those are the three core pillars in life. But here's the thing. If somebody is uh, trying to work out and get healthy, but they're not measuring what they're doing, their actions and, and uh, their their intake, their, their their consumption, the food and drink, when and how much and so on. And, and even successes, they're, they're not going to know how much they ate and what they did like three months ago or six months ago. Um, there's no way. But if they tracked it in a system like this and made commitments, then they can see what's going on. Sometimes seasonal things affect people. Sometimes it's, uh, you know, the business flow, the trends of things and so on. Maybe it's summer holidays or so on. That it's all sorts, sorts of different things. But as soon as you can look back and you can see patterns, then you can connect the dots. Steve Jobs mentioned that quite mm. often. He said, we can connect the dots looking backwards. So this system is all about creating milestones, hitting them or going towards them, measuring performance and reflecting back on the successes or the things that didn't work well. And if something doesn't work well, it doesn't mean you keep doing it. Sometimes it means you delegate it or just get it off your plate and don't do it again. Awesome. I love that. Thanks for plugging. Uh, that reminds me on Monday, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a workshop on how to hire and train and work with a virtual assistant <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's amazing to me how many people think they have to do everything themselves, even if they hate it, right? Even if they you know, don't even really know what they're doing. They just put more and more on their plate. And what you're talking about is um, delegation, a focus, because uh, anytime you don't know what you're doing, right, that's a distraction too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it holds I mean, you back. There's, there's endless amounts of distraction. It's like the shiny objects are here and they're just waiting for us to lose our attention. <laughs> yeah. you know, if we wrote down what we did every minute or 10 minutes or something like that, we'd be shocked at the end of the day. We're like, what I, I checked my stocks. I checked this. I checked that. I checked email when I said I wasn't going to. And, you know, and, you know, how many times? And these systems even tell you how much time you're devoting your time and attention to them, whether it's social networks or whatever. So, you know, the, the yeah. data doesn't lie. <laughs> yeah. I know, like in the 12 week year, they have those buffer blocks, and that's the only time you need to be checking your email. I, I even remember Jim Rohn, one of my favorites of all time. He would always say, he wouldn't return phone calls. Of course, this is back in the day before texting and email and all that stuff. He would never return a phone call until after three o'clock in the afternoon. Cause in the morning, that's when all the fires 
are happening and people are calling with problems and not solutions and he'd get back and they'd, Oh, I figured it out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So even having a system in place like that helps you be more productive. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. My voicemail actually says I check mail, you know, voice message at 11 and four. If this is extremely important, text me. Now they have to decide how significant it is or important. (laughs) So, you know, if they call me on something that's not, then they know it's going to happen. Hey, we actually have um, one of our guests here, Sean Waite. He's actually also a fellow sales coach. He's in Minnesota, and he has a question for you. He So he's a sales coach, and he says, some of the clients I work with really fight me on tracking and measuring. They feel if I do the activities, I know that I will get the results. So they're, they're just, it's, they're in their head. They're not tracking and measuring. So um, what's your guidance to clients who say that, that they don't need to track it? Um, well, I guess it's, it's either convincing them that they do or realizing that they're just not designed for tracking. Um, not everybody is, uh, some people are strategic. Some people are tactical. Some people are a little bit, a bit of both. I'm both, uh, which is unique. Most people are one or the other, but, um, you know, yeah, I guess without knowing the situation or, or the, the, the folks that we're talking about here, but if they have some reasoning behind it or justification, then it's just a matter of showing them what the benefits are of tracking their data. Like just like we were saying here, when you can look back at patterns and actions taken or not, then you have data points. You have bits of information that you can say, well, it didn't work because you did so-and-so. I mean, if you think about it, everything is compounding. Our thoughts are compounding. Our actions are compounding. Our inactions are compounding. Right? Everything compounds. It's, it's, you know, the compound effect is. I was just going to say, that's one of my favorite books to reference, yeah. especially when it comes to health and wealth, which is what this podcast really is wanting people to focus on. If you don't, mm-hmm. your daily actions and choices define you, or like you said, your daily inactions. So that was a great question, Sean. I, I think a lot of it comes back to their vision and their why, and even that definition of insanity, right? If you're not getting the results, it's because you're not tracking it. So then you know how to course correct and, and not keep doing the insane things. And also right. if they realize what they've done in the past that hasn't worked and the kind of anxiety that it cost them, mm-hmm. then they might say, well, I'm, I'm open to looking at a system where I can measure my performance now. I mean, if you think about it, high performers, Michael Phelps would not be where he was if he wasn't tracking his steps and this, you know, thousands of hours of practice. That's what it is, right? I mean, and, and literally a system like this is practice. It's tuning in, getting practice, getting focused, uh, and, and giving yourself boundaries to work within. Because if you don't have boundaries, you just do whatever is familiar. And a lot of times people will see uh, accountability and boundaries as a swear word, but you're saying that those are healthy words. Those are words that can help you get to where you want to go faster, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it gives you something that you can bounce around inside of right? and, <laughs> and test and, and see how your performance is. If you don't have that, it's whatever is coming. I say that people are living either in a reactionary mode or proactive mode and people that are reactionary get the leftovers not a great feeling or thought 
right? And they get the leftovers. The proactive people get what they intend to get. They are going out there with intention, with anticipation of receiving and getting what they want. It's two different mentalities. And then here's what happens once people are more proactive. They get into the next level, receptive mode. So they are proactive, going out there, performing, doing things, taking action, putting out content, uh, being of value. And then next thing you know, the floodgates open. And they're receiving. They get into receptive mode. They're in resistance mode at the beginning, but then they convert to receptive mode because they've taken action, put out value, and, and they can see the results from that. Uh, you know, they need to make things tangible. Otherwise, you know, it's it's just uh, guesswork. That's theory. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned, um, uh, and I'd want us to talk about your um, 12-week focused productivity system. And, and you mentioned the Michael Phelps, you know, uh, periodization, right? Um, I did, I was a P90X instructor and, you know, did all the things and recognizing that it's, it's those, that 12 weeks of focus, time, and energy, that's what Olympic gold medalists did back in the seventies. And it's all based on peak performance and focus and measuring. And so why don't you talk about your plug and play, as you call it, 12 week focus productivity system to help people double their income with half the stress and get 12 months done in 12 weeks instead. Sure. And I'll give full credit to the book, the 12 week year. If you want to study it, go ahead. If you want to use the system, <laughs> get mine. <laughs> you know, I've just taken it and watered it down and made it into something that's completely manageable and doable. And, and I, I put a video in there that shows you exactly how to use it. It's on the first tab. Uh, but yeah, that's a plug and play system. All you do is plug in the dates. Uh, I mean, you will have to do some upfront work. You have to think about what you want, you know, 10 years out, three years out, one year out, and then really focus in on what really matters to you. And it's going to be those three pillars, your career, your business, uh, or your business, and your health and your well-being and your relationships. You know, once once health and well-being goes down, <laughs> relationships can go down very easily and so can business. So we need to keep that one tuned in. But th this system is all about taking action. So putting down actions that you're going to take that you can measure, that you can control, and then assessing performance every single week. Not on your own, because listen, I've had people that worked in uh, places where people, weight loss clinics, and they mm -hmm. say people would turn to themselves and look in the mirror and say, oh, not so bad, 70 pounds heavier, <laughs> not so bad. It could have been, could be worse. You know, they talk themselves out of it. So they're not mm -hmm. being accountable, they're not being honest. This thing mm -hmm. is a lie detector test. It's a lie detector system, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a lie detector. It's a uh, distraction removal machine. It's a procrastination killer. I mean, it will change the way you look and at life and your business and, and do things um, without question. And, and it'll tell you what your patterns are. Because once you can see your patterns, then you can either uh, stop things, stop something, start something new, uh, think differently, do different things, and delegate. You know, the, it, it has to happen that way because the emotional cycle of change is there. It's going to trap us all in that value of despair unless you uh, figure out how to get out. <laughs> and this is a system for getting out. That's awesome. And I'll, I'll be putting that guys, just so you know, we do have the link. I can't, I can't speak it right now. I'm going to add it into um, the show notes for posterity. And just so you know, uh, Dan, I'm going to add it to right alongside my 12 week year achieve um, stuff on the, the resources page so that you guys can have that. I'm assuming that's okay, Dan, that it's evergreen. It'll always be there for people. Is that okay? If I put that out there for my community? Absolutely. I mean, I, yeah. I'm so proud of <laughs> 
tool. I just, uh, you know, I can't take full credit, but I, I'm super proud of it because I think that it's going to change lives. And we are going to, I think, you know, some mental health issues because I think this wave is coming. And uh, you know, just my opinion, but I think yeah. this system would help people to get dialed in and, and really live a life worth living and create one worth dying for, if they Aww. like that perspective. I so. love that. I love that. I might have to make that the title of the show. So you guys can get that link to his free focus planner for your 12 weeks of getting more done in less time because you're not distracted and you're measuring. You're doing all the things that he said. So you'll find that at loiscofi.com forward slash resources plus in the show notes. So before I ask you my final question, um, Dan, I just want to also kind of give one reminder and announcement, you know, next week, Monday, uh, talking about turning distractions into focus. A lot of times we can't do it all ourselves. So I just want to remind, it's not too late to sign up for my how to hire a virtual assistant and outsource and train and delegate to them with excellence so that you can be in your genius and focusing on that, you know, the highest and best use of your time. So we all need help. We deserve it. And so oftentimes we just don't know how to hire and how to delegate. So I put together a workshop on Monday at 1030 a.m. Pacific time. So if there's people out there, just shoot me an email, shoot me a message, um, Lois at LoisCoffee.com, and I will get you um, the sign up information for that. So as I always like to ask the final, I, I know we could go for hours because you and I are cut from the same cloth. We have so much in common. It's not even funny. Um, so I'm really grateful to have you here today. I'm excited for everyone to use your, your gift. And I know you're passionate about health and wealth and wisdom, but when you hear the phrase healthy and wealthy and wise, Dan, what does it mean to you? Well, it's about being in harmony. I think because if you think about it, if you if you're healthy, you're strong, you're vibrant, you're energetic, and you have uh, the ability to move across this earth the way you like, you know, without anything getting your way. And if you're wealthy, that means you have the capability to buy the things you want, do what you want, go where you want. Uh, and wise means you have enough knowledge in your in your. Uh, your mind and your wisdom that you can make effective decisions and that also you don't just go around the world being in reactionary mode all the time because you know we can easily do that but when we pause and think for a little bit then we can respond responding and reaction two different things most people are re in reaction mode but when you pause you can think and get what you want i love it I love it. All on that, we're going to end the show today, guys. If you saw value, like I said, please, please hit the share button. Um, I'm right there with you, uh, Dan. I believe that there's a lot of still uh, mental health and physical health and spiritual health transformation going on in and around people. Um, and if they don't have the right tools to help them focus, it's, it's, it's can be a really hard time. And I know you've been through a lot in life. And so you have that understanding and empathy and know how to get it done to help people. So um, thanks again. And uh, until next time, everyone, we'll see you back here next Friday with Kathy Demers. I was actually on her show a while back and she's super duper influencer and I'm super excited to have her um, share some words of wisdom next Friday. So until then, guys, here's to your best health, your best wealth, and your best wisdom. Bye-bye for now. 
Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed this, please subscribe, refer a friend, and please drop me a rating or a review. If you do that, I'll reward you with a free 20-minute free coaching session on crafting your journey to your best self. Reach out to me at lois at loiskofi.com to claim your 20-minute slot. Until next time, be healthy, wealthy, and wise.